Before we start the show, I want to tell you about My First Million, hosted by Sampar and Sean Purry, and available now on the HubSpot Podcast Network. My First Million features famous guests, discusses how companies made their first million, and brainstorms new business ideas based on the hottest trends and opportunities in the marketplace. Recent episodes you should absolutely check out are Three Profitable Business Ideas You Should Start in 2022, Drunk business ideas that could make you millions, and asking the founder of Grammarly how he built a $13 billion company. If you are curious to know how successful business leaders got to where they are and the opportunities and trends you need to be looking out for when it comes to growing your own business, listen to My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Business Made Simple Podcast, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Every week on the show, we coach you to build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership, the body is your overhead, the right engine is your marketing, the left engine is your sales, the wings are your products, and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, we help a business owner just like you optimize their airplane. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Today on the podcast, you're going to hear a conversation in which our guest discovers a product that is the wings of the airplane. They discover a product that has been sitting under their nose for years. And that product is probably worth millions more than everything they're currently doing. It's going to be a really interesting conversation because I've always been fascinated with this particular line of business. Scott Mueller is our guest, and he is the president and owner of Mueller Memorial Funeral Homes. I'm wondering how many of you will be listening to this conversation and realize that you have a product right under your nose that is worth a lot, and it's the light bulbs are suddenly going to come on. So again, today's conversation is all about those wings of the airplane, discovering products that you can sell that may or may not be right under your nose. Scott Mueller with Mueller Memorial. I think you are the first funeral director or owner of a funeral home that we've talked to. It's an interesting business to me. And Scott, I'm curious, just tell all the listeners before we even get started, and I don't mean to be crass, please don't write me letters, but I am curious, how does a funeral home make money? What what are the revenue streams that you offer? We make money by uh, by handling the funeral services for people either one of two ways, burial or cremation. In the past, uh, burial was certainly a much more profitable model uh, because we marked up caskets and burial vaults and that type of thing, and then we charge for our services. Now the world is kind of changing over to more cremation, and those margins are becoming compressed, which is not unlike what's happening to everybody else's business out there yeah. uh, right now, too. And everybody always loves to make the joke that you, uh, you, know, you only die once. And you only have one customer once. But the truth is, we have a relationship with a family. And if we do it well, we're going to serve that entire family. The problem is, in the past with our business, it was built on a very shaky foundation. In the foundation, when I first got into it 40 years ago was, if you served a family once, you're going to serve them forever. And that's what a lot of us want to believe. But loyalty, as you know, has become a thing of the past. It is... Uh, it is subject to a lots of different things. And now there are things that intercept somebody's uh, feeling of loyalty because there are different service offerings, different, uh, different choices that people can make changes in the culture that make them less loyal to the traditions of the past and to uh, the choices of who 
helps him with those traditions. That makes sense. Even as you say that, that feels true, not just in the funeral home business. It feels true in all sorts of businesses. There's been a, a, a relational decoupling of people to brands and people to businesses. And it might be just the absolute bombardment and onslaught of advertising, which is perceived and may even be the increase in options. And, the, and I don't feel like I'm hurting anybody's feelings when I go with somebody else. No, no. And, and a lot of times people will say, well, we chose them for mom and dad and mom and dad had a close connection with the church and the church was in their neighborhood and all that. But now people don't have those kind of connections that they used to have. And so because they don't have those, again, the uh, prior providers of those services are not as significant or as relevant to them as you'd like them to be. How are you getting business when, when somebody needs a funeral home? My mother passed about three years ago and you know, it was, it was my aunt said, well, you know, with your grandmother, we used this and, and then I made a call and we just started working down the path, but it was just a number handed to me. And I, I really didn't think much about it. I didn't think to do some market research or to figure out if there's other options. I didn't think to check the prices against anybody else. You know, we were grieving. There was just other stuff going on. It's interesting because, you know, you can't actually go up to somebody at church and say, hey, you know, good to see you again. Listen, I noticed your uh, grandfather's looking pretty uh, old. Why don't you have my card? You can't <laughs> that's, do that. That's you know very I mean? it's, tacky. It's, 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 very, it's very tacky. It's, very tacky. It is tacky indeed. There seem to be some challenges. So how have you discovered uh, that people actually find you? And what state are most of them in when they do? So the, the secret which I haven't figured out, but the secret is how to be top of mind at 2 a.m. That's right. Because you just described the situation that even though it was three years ago or years ago, it's what people do today. Even when they anticipate a death coming up, a lot of people have not given the right amount of time to who do we call. People usually call who they've called in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, they will call somebody that they either know somebody at the funeral home or they were referred to somebody at the funeral home or it's somebody that's close by their funeral home. And barring any of those three things, then we'll go to the cheapest that's available. But the top three of those are the reasons why people do make a choice. So what we've tried to do, and we've really changed this and been very intentional about this for the last about six years, is that we have tried to grow a relationship with that family, with the entire family that we're serving. So once we serve them, once the death takes place and the funeral's over within four or five days, we have a year-long relationship with the entire family, and we've authored our own program called Grief Compass. And Grief Compass is once a week, shows up in their email. It's specific to their journey uh, after the death. So for instance, about six weeks after the death, we know that people are going to have some very strange dreams. It's not uncommon. So wouldn't it be nice if you had a trusted advisor to show up five weeks and say, hey, you may go through this. Yeah. And, um, and this is something that you can do to kind of cope with it. So that's the whole purpose of Grief Compass is to give them guidance during that first year after the death. That's the main purpose of it. But our internal purpose is to create a referral army. Right. To, and, and, to, and to extend the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, that people have you top of mind. And to create a difference between us and everybody else who pretends to do what we do. How, how's that working out in terms of sales and growth? Well, I think, it's, I think it's working out really well. Growth in our business is very, very slow. 
And so if you have a 10% growth in a year, that's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big move for us. The most important number there with me is how many families are we serving? Because I know what our averages are per, per transaction, but the name of the game is to really get more people into our grief compass funnel because that allows us to have a legitimate conversation with them for a year afterwards and to be able to contact them beyond that as well. And yeah. so now we've got close to 3,500 addresses with about 2,800 emails attached to them. Help me understand where, where you need some coaching. There are two areas. There's, there's one is how do, we, how do we reach out to more prospective families that, you know, when the time comes, they're going to call us. We want that to happen. And then secondly, how do we make the experience when they do come in contact with us more robust for both the family and the person visiting that family so that when they leave our place, they know that they have had a different and much better experience than they would anyplace else. Well, I think uh, th those are two great questions that almost everybody running any kind of business has. First of all, I think you are nailing the right engine. I think you've got your marketing, and your messaging, and you're doing better than most story brand alumni. It, you're doing fantastic with that. You know, one thing that I think would be really great for you guys, if you had some sort of tool that people found helpful and it was branded, you know, as Mueller Memorial's tool for helping you help somebody else through grief and some reminders, right? Some reminders that this is what they're going through right now. Uh, this is potentially what they're going through. I, I like it on paper, but it could also actually be digitized, you know, where somebody could go there nationally. And we're going to send you some key milestones over the next several years to prompt you to, to reach out to them. That's another way to extend that window for a really long time, not to a customer, but to a potential customer in the future. It's also really just a beautiful thing to offer because I've, I've had friends who, you know, you tend to forget. So I've often thought that our Grief Compass arc could extend beyond that year. Well, and I think the grief compass is a great idea to the person who is grieving. You know, for every person who is grieving, there are a hundred people who are tending to them and thinking about them while they're grieving. So it's a, yeah, and I don't want to be crass about this, but it's a hundred X more people who could use the other tool. You know, then you become known for it. And then you actually sit down with some mega church pastors in the St. Paul area and you do an interview with them, what's been the most effective thing that you've noticed when people are grieving? What do you do? And now you're quoting some pastors at some major congregations, and you're kind of incentivizing them to, hey, these people care about my people the way I do, and you should know about this tool. I think it's really, really helpful. You know, That tool may end up being worth more than your funeral homes. All right, so your go-to-market plan is locked in. You're getting ready for launch. You've assembled your lean, mean, revenue-generating team, but... If you don't have an easy and dependable way to accept customer payments, that lack of cash flow is going to kill your momentum. It's quite possibly going to kill your business. This is exactly why HubSpot CRM platform streamlines your payment processes so you, your teams, and your customers never have to. HubSpot's intuitive payment tools are just one of the ways you can help your customers have a seamless purchasing experience. With directly embedded debit or credit card payment links, your customers can easily purchase and pay from emails, live chats, and more. Since payment tools are built natively into your CRM, every transaction is clearly documented, so your team will never miss the crucial details in your customer conversations. Learn more about how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. 
You know, there's one thing that's really clear as I talk to small business owners every week, and that's that they need a plan. They need a plan to follow as they grow their small business. I started my business without a plan and probably, ah, gosh, in the 10 years I've been running a business, I bet I've wasted four of those just chasing down uh, ideas that didn't really help me grow my company. The truth is a plan is actually very, very simple. Uh, There are six frameworks that you need to know. And if you know those six frameworks, you have a plan to grow a small business. You know what you are doing. That's exactly what you get at businessmadesimple.com. You get a plan to optimize revenue and profit. You need email addresses. You need focus on three economic objectives. You need a clear marketing message. You need to invite the customer into a story. That's our sales framework. You need to manage your cash flow so you don't run out. All of that is part of the plan that is available to you at businessmadesimple.com. Plus, I host a live stream. You get access to me every month live. You can actually ask me a question. Join thousands and thousands of business owners just like you who have a plan to optimize revenue and profit. If you join Business Made Simple, you will have a plan too. Go to businessmadesimple.com and get your plan. Optimize revenue and profit, and you will not only survive, you will thrive. Go to businessmadesimple.com. And now back to the show. You know, that that grief compass thing, if you expanded it to where you could fill out some information and it would trigger you know, three to five years worth of emails. And we're not talking about emails every week. We're talking about mm-hmm. emails, you know, once every three months to say, hey, just want to remind you that, that so-and-so's birthday is coming up. You know, th- that sort of information, trademarked, copyrighted, so that nobody else could build it and that you could actually license to other funeral homes is something that I know because you built a CRM that most, most funeral homes wouldn't do that. I, that's something that you could do and you could be really interested in. And with your Grief Compass content, could repurpose it. I think that's a whole new product for you that funeral homes like yourself could use to market their services. And you know, let's say it's look, it's it's 150 bucks a month to use this, and it's costing you 10 bucks a month to house it on the internet. You're talking about 140 bucks a month times however many funeral homes opt in. I've often thought that Grief Compass can be more robust, but I never really thought about it in terms of making a uh, a version of it available to the people who come. That's, I think that's the, that's the real benefit of it. Yeah. It's the people, it's just top of mind awareness for an extended period of time. And any funeral home, that's the big challenge. Everybody who who attends that funeral can opt in to get a reminder on how to process their own grief and how to reach out to others who are grieving. And that may be the way to say it so that you're not bombarding the family. You know, you're causing... 80 people to bombard the family on a specific date. That would be uh, hard. But, you know, you say, look, here's what you're going to be feeling. Here's some great tools to reach out to somebody who's grieving. Here's some questions to ask. Here's how to start the conversation. Here's how they are going to feel, most likely, when you ask this question. That's really it. And, And if Mueller is known as the people who help you process grief and grow from it, I think it gives you two things. One, it gives you an excuse, if you will, to reach out to a lot of people. If 60 people attend the funeral, you got 59 more email addresses that you can reach out to instead of just the person who basically came to you to order the funeral. I think you've got that. I, I think the, the second one is really taken care of by that, that you will be known much more as the guide in these people's lives and the, the pastoral figure that's helping them process the 
information. You know, I just think what was done for me when my dog passed should have probably been done when my mom passed. I, sh- I mean, th- you know, there wasn't even a booklet saying, here's what to expect over the next several months. And th- they, you know, they gave me a booklet that had a journal in it. And I, I personally did not fill out the journal, but I did see, sit and read the questions. And I thought about the questions. And I thought, wow, this is really neat. So this is how you process grief. This is how you do it. And that can create, uniquely in your position, a bond that is so incredibly strong between yourself and Mueller. It's all going to be more than any other business leader I've ever talked to, Scott. The bond will be created by empathy. We understand your pain. We understand your discomfort. We understand everything there is about the psychological journey of losing and saying goodbye to someone that you love. What's interesting and what's hard about your business is 95% of what you do, the customer never really needs to know about. Right. It, you know, all the, you know, you can get into like, well, we have this and we have that and we do a bar and we do that. All that stuff is conversation to have when you're trying to one-up your, your friends who have a funeral home. It's not the conversation you actually have with the client. The client is, we give you processes that make it very, very easy. And we give you processes when you're done that help you grieve and transform because we're not done when the transaction is over. I think the longer you can stay in their lives and offer really great empathetic value, the better off you are. And then I would also say, once that campaign gets going, let's say once you have 3,000 people being emailed fairly consistently at all times. Some of them are trailing off the end of the, the email chain, if you will. Some of them are coming on. I think at that point, you can actually start a localized branding campaign. And the localized branding campaign might just be, you know, Mueller Memorial. We help you say goodbye or, or we understand the process of saying goodbye. But I think that's I think you can start a branding campaign to sort of back up what's happening in people's emails. Let me ask you, just based on our conversation, what do you think you're gonna do after we talk today? I think the the grief compass to the the general attendee, I think is really something to pursue. Because there are several there are several dates after the death of somebody that are significant, and that's their birthday and the uh anniversary date of their death. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if you as a friend got a thing a year later that just reminds you, hey, just want to remind you that a year ago you were going to your friend's funeral and here are some ways that you can reach out to them. And brilliant. I, I just think that'd be wonderful. It's brilliant. It, it's brilliant. It's helpful. It's empathetic. It's kind. It's mutually beneficial. The person who's receiving it benefits. You benefit from brand awareness. Uh, it's a non-invasive way of staying top of mind present, which is a big challenge. It's a product, Scott. I think, you know, based on this coaching session, it went in a direction I didn't think we'd go. Doesn't that usually happen, though, Don? It happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it happens a lot. And I always love it when it happens because that's where the gold is. You just kind of yeah. wander around until you find it. Scott, wonderful to talk to such a great human being. Uh, I wish you the absolute best. Uh, if you happen to be in the St. Paul area... Uh, and you need uh, Scott's services, uh, Scott, where would people go? Well, they would go to MuellerMemorial.com or GriefCompass.com. All right. Well, there you go. All right, Scott, uh, enjoy the spring. You deserve it. Don, thank you very much. This has been a real pleasure. Scott Mueller, I like him. I like him. I, I, you know, 
again, I don't know why I've had this morbid fascination with the business of of of, of dying and the business of funerals. You know, really, it's not so much a fascination with the actual industry. It's a fascination with the people who go into it. You know, and and I've discovered just with with friends and people like Scott that they're really they're pastoral. They're people who want to help and and who are willing and able and strong enough to be there in somebody's uh, most difficult and painful moment and and unflinchingly offer compassion. Uh, Scott, thanks for everything that you are doing. Well, listen, some of you might be thinking, Don, where are you getting this coaching advice? Where where do you suddenly realize there's a product here or whatever? You know, it comes from the six frameworks that we teach at Business Made Simple. We actually certify coaches to understand these six frameworks and teach these frameworks to other small business owners. If you would like to be one of our certified coaches, if you would like to understand these six frameworks, if you would like to give world-class business advice to small business owners, we would love to certify you. We'd love for you to become one of our certified business coaches. Just go to certifiedbusinesscoach.com and apply. And when you do apply, one of our representatives will get in touch with you. You will have a great conversation in which we explain the program and you decide whether or not you are a good fit to join us. And if you do join us, you will attend a training with me and our certification team, plus ongoing training, and even meet with me once a month to ask questions, uh, questions that you might have on behalf of clients to help you move forward. You do not have to be in the business of business coaching alone. You can have help and we would love to help you. Just go to certifiedbusinesscoach.com. Our next certification training is coming up and spots are going to fill up. So apply to become a Business Made Simple Certified Coach today. Again, certifiedbusinesscoach.com. All right. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. And today's plan of action is this. Don't be afraid to pivot, even if you had a vision, even if you had an idea, even if you're two years down the road, as soon as you realize, wait a second, this could be more successful than the thing that we were working on, go with the thing that could be more successful. So many people fall for sunken cost. Sunken cost. What is sunken cost? Sunken cost is the money and the time that you have put in to a bad idea or uh, not as good of an idea as the idea that you just had. If you can let go of that and pivot quickly and go with this new idea, uh, you're going to be able to grow a business. I don't know of any business that grew with a a vision and stuck with it for years and years. It's usually started with a vision, pivoted slight left, pivoted slight right, realized this piece of technology that they created for this would actually be used better in this way, and on and on and on and on. It's almost like writing a song. You know, you just kind of start strumming on the guitar and the beat comes up and you figure it out. You figure it out over time. A vision is never really complete until you are years and years into the creation of that vision. So today's plan of action is this. Don't be afraid to pivot. And some of you who are listening to me right now say, Don, you're speaking to me. I just realized I had this other idea and I thought I couldn't do it because I'm only halfway finished with the first idea. Well, let me ask you this. Is the second vision much more profitable and much more in demand and and easier to make than the first vision? Then scrap the first vision. I don't care how long you've worked at it. Or if you can, try to do them both. But if, if you're in business to grow an economic machine that solves people's problems and creates a, a great living for yourself, you got to follow where the money is going. you got to follow where the market is asking for help. And uh, if you do that, you're going to do just fine. Don't be committed to a lesser vision if you just realize you could do something that's even better. Doesn't make any sense. you got to learn to pivot. 
All right, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. See you next week.